You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode six. This episode is brought to you by the Go Adventure Mom Spring Magazine. We've been working really hard behind the scenes to get this out to you, and we're so excited. There is this amazing article about Daisy the dumpster dog. This guy found this dog in a dumpster, and what he did and how this dog changed his life is absolutely incredible, and you'll want to learn more about them. So be sure to check it out. Go to GoAdventureMom.com, and it should be one of the first blog posts on there. But if you can't find it, you can also look under publications. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hello, this is Kathy Dalton. I am so excited about today's guest. We are talking about why it's important to support our local farmer's market. And we're going to take a behind-the-scenes look at what really goes on. We're talking to Marianne Elston, and she is actually, I guess we're kind of like distantly related. We're like cousin-cousins. And she has been such an inspiration to me and really excited because I think you're going to enjoy what she has to say and planting some seeds for you to go out and start your own garden. Welcome, Mary Ann, to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. We are so happy to have you here. By way of introduction, will you tell us a little bit about how our listeners can connect with you? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the best way um, is through our, our website, you know, just so you can find out a little bit more information about me and, and, our, and our organization. So I run two organizations. One is the Wasatch Front Farmers Market. And that is our farmers market, you know, focus uh, group where we host farmers markets um, throughout Salt Lake County. And that's WasatchFrontFarmersMarket.org. And then um, I'm also a farmer and I run a farm organization where we lease um, big plots of land throughout Salt Lake County. And we farm it with vegetable and fruit production. And that is Urban Farm and Feed. And so it's UrbanFarmAndFeed.com. So, yeah, and through that, you can email me, like our social media links are up on that. And we're always looking for people that are super passionate about local food, and and we can kind of guide you through the process to become a farmer's market vendor or sell at our farm stores. I kind of am a jack of all trades. We have, I have a lot going on in the, the farm realm. And so if there is anyone that, you know, has always wanted to enter the scene or maybe become a farmer, you know, absolutely. I'd love to share share the information with them. Awesome. Well, before we, we get into your story, will you share with us where your favorite place to go on adventures with your family is? My favorite place to go on an adventure is I love to go to Zion National Park. That is my, I feel like it's just this magical place and and it's it's just it's nature's playground, and so with the kids, and they love it. Even our even our two year old, well, he was two when we when we went the last time. I mean, they don't they they just are in awe over how amazing it is. And so, I would say my family. I mean, we get plenty of time outside, but we really like to go to Southern Utah and go adventure down there. But we we can't always do that, and so. Another place that we love to go and adventure is Bear Lake, which is, you know, a quick two and a half hour drive and we camp up there and 
you know, right on the beach and being, you know, um, the small business owners, you do have to find that balance. And so you kind of have to find quick, quick adventures. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. so those are the two, you know, those are our kind of two quick go-to because it's so important to get away from the small business life because our kids, even though we try to keep a good balance, they're in it no matter what. They're they're going with us at five in the morning to the farms if if they need to. You know, they're they're taking they're helping us with the goats have babies at you know midnight, and so it's so important to get them away from from this. And uh, but like I said, we can't always go far, so we go to close places or even go on little hikes around you know Salt Lake, but. We really, at least I make an effort really to get them out for my own sanity too, because working, being a working mom is not always easy (laughs) at all. So for your own mental space, I think, you know, we love to go adventure, you know, down in Southern Utah and, and other places, but it's really good to make peace with the fact that, you know what, I can't always go on really far adventures. I'm going to go on something close, even if it's just a hike up Bells Canyon. Awesome. So you didn't, I don't know, like you didn't go to college to be a farmer. Like, and even like when you guys had moved here, you had kind of just started with the farmer's market. So take us back a little bit and, and tell us kind of your story and how you got started and kind of how this passion has taken you to where you are now. Well, so where I started is I've always I've always been in the small business, family business um, world, and I was working for my dad and you know, the economy happened in, you know, 2008 and I had a baby and, you know, the conventional work life where you go from eight to five, just, it wasn't working for raising a little guy and, and being a good employee. It just was such, it was, I couldn't, I was torn between being a good mom. And so I kind of, I just had this like epiphany. I always loved gardening. I loved to grow my own food and I love the taste and there's just something magical about that. And I realized, I thought, well, I'm going to start my own little garden and I'm going to sell at the farmer's market. And I'm going to, you know, and, and so my husband and I bought our first acre of land. And in the, in the middle of all that, I decided to quit my, my family's company and kind of just start fresh and, and pave my own way. And so I, I took that, the little garden from a teeny little garden space to an acre. We bought an acre and we planted garlic, and we quickly realized that all the, there wasn't a lot of farmer's markets here in Salt Lake, and there weren't, um, I mean, you have the downtown farmer's market, which is awesome, but they have had vendors there that have been coming there for, I mean, a good 15 to 20 years, well, actually, almost 30 years. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so for us new guys to enter the farmer's market scene, it was tough, especially when I only have, you know, an acre of garlic, and I'm, I'm just trying to learn the process. And so uh, when they were full, I I then decided, okay, well, I know how small business is. I know how hard it is, but I also want there to be an opportunity for these new farmers and new local food producers to sell. And so I didn't have a lot of money and I thought, well, what could I do, you know, to help these guys and help myself? And so I started a farmer's market <laughs> and and it's, uh, it's blossomed into, you know, we have a Saturday farmer's market at Gardner Village now, and then we have a Sunday farmer's market at Wheeler Farm. And, I mean, we see thousands of people come and support these local producers. 
And so from that, I've just kind of grown, I would say, I mean, we've, we grew really fast because the demand is there for local produce and for, for local food. The supply is, is slowly catching up with that demand. But I think I kind of just entered the scene right when it was perfect timing for both me and for, for kind of the local community. So yeah, that's how I, I just decided one day, I guess, that I want to be a farmer when I grow up and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just so fun to see you go through this process and to see that, you know, you've made this change. And even though it started from a small garden, yeah. like we, we just last year started our own little garden for our family. And I was surprised by how much joy it brings to, you know, work the earth and to see things grow and to, to eat the food that you plant. Exactly. And I think it's absolutely right. Like the timing for you guys, because how many years have you been doing the farmer's markets now? This will be our seventh year of actually commercially growing and then our sixth year of running farmer's markets. And when I say like commercial growing, it's, I mean, we, we really did. We started out really small and we sold what we had to friends and family. And now we farm over, well, over 50 acres and it hasn't been easy. I mean, we, I tell people starting out that start small, don't overdo it because farming isn't, you don't get a huge return and you, and you gamble, you gamble a lot. So you plant all these seeds and, and it's amazing that one little seed can produce, you know, 50 tomatoes, but it might not produce 50 tomatoes. And so you have to, you know, you have to be very careful. And that's where, you know, we, we've put our eggs in multiple baskets throughout this venture. My husband has maintained, you know, another, we have another company, we, we own a construction equipment company, and he's always ran that because, you know, we have our family to support. And so we need to make sure that we're not putting our eggs in one basket, especially a farm basket, when you don't know if you're going to get that crop. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my grandpa, Gordon Hansen, he was one of the original homesteaders up in Idaho. And back then, they kind of auctioned off pieces of land and he, he got some land and he was one of the first potato farmers up there. Oh, Gordon. And, um, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, good old Gordon. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. But just, you know, a farmer and a farmer at heart. And, you know, they had good years. They had bad years. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... It depended on the success of, of the garden. And I mean, this is years and years ago in the 50s when, you know, farming was a lot different than it is now. But I love that we're really, I mean, literally going back to our roots and going back to what our society used to do. You know, it was, it was to, to do farming. And I, and I think it's really important. That's actually like our biggest push is for, um, is for future generations is if we, if we want to see farms here in our valley in Utah, then we need to support those farmers, but we also, you know, need to teach our kids about how to grow food, how to grow their own food. And, and so that's a big push we have. And we also, at the farmers markets, we host a kids market the last uh, weekend of every month. And they can come and sell their own produce or their own, like, handmade crafts, you know, just to teach them you know, that you can be rewarded for your work, you know, and it's just fun to see them set up their little tables with their, you know, homegrown tomatoes or carrots and, and see them actually make money, you know, from the, from the community. I love that. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up living on a farm. 
Because when I when we kind of were hanging out, <laughs> you guys were living in a you know a pretty you know urban neighborhood with you know sidewalks and tree lined streets, and then you guys took this big jump. I love the neighborhood that we were all living in. But then my husband one day showed up at home with uh, let's see, he showed up at home with two baby goats, and this is yes, very suburban, point one eight you know acres <laughs> with a house on it. And he showed up with two baby goats and let's see, oh, and two turkeys one day too. And they were all living in our backyard and in, in Sugar House, Utah. And so we, we had the goats living in our backyard. And in fact, one of our neighbors, um, goats, t- pygmy goats tend to sound like a baby crying. And one of our pygmy goats in our backyard was, was bawling or, but it sounded like it was a baby crying. And he almost jumped over the fence thinking that one of our kids was outside, you know, crying like crazy. Oh. So we kind of, we, we, we started to really put, you know, everything into the works at our little teeny house in Sugar House. And we quickly realized, you know, we were commuting to all of our farms. We were trying to raise farm animals at our little, you know, house in the neighborhood. And, and so the opportunity arose for us to lease an actual historical, well, I mean, in my mind, it's historical, but it's the old size market farm. And he, Sai and Ida um, Olibari were one of the, they were homesteaders here in Salt Lake. And so they actually took on this land here and uh, built their home. They actually lived in the store that we have on this farm with their four kids and, and literally like a 500 square foot area. And they had four kids and yeah. And so anyway, and so it just came about that this whole farm came available and the family that, you know, still owns it wants to keep it a farm in honor of their parents because they, their parents owned lots of land in Draper and Harriman. And, but this is kind of the last piece that, you know, really shows what their parents did. And so we took it on and it just felt right. And we sold our house and yeah, we moved to a farm and now our goats have plenty of room to roam. (laughs) I love it. It's fun. And it's busy season for you. I mean, this is like the time of year where, I mean, it's what early, early mornings, 5 a.m., late, late at night. It, you know, it, it sounds like kind of the behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it, it all sounds very romantic, like go live on a farm. But tell us about your day to day. Like, what does that look like? It's a lot of work. So along with farming, we, you know, you always have to, you, it's weather dependent. And so, if it, and with this season, it's been really rainy. And so we have to plant, I mean, we plant thousands and thousands of feet of seeds in the early spring. And then, you know, towards the summer, we'll plant all the tomato plants and everything. But right now it's getting all the soil ready. And and with the weather being rainy, we haven't been able to do as much as we'd like, you know. So you're always kind of procrastinating and pushing it off, pushing it off. But it, it gets done. And the other part is, is just realizing, you know, there's only so much time in the day. And if you can't get it all done right away, that's fine. And that's kind of our new mantra is is not to push our uh, not to push ourselves to the point of burnout. And so um, at our our organization, we're we're pretty laid back. We get it done, you know. And 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 it every year we've we've been fine. And you know, even with the weather during the spring, we're able to take it a little bit easy on the morning hours because the summer we're we're up at. I mean, yeah, four in the morning. Sometimes Marty doesn't even go to, my husband doesn't even go to uh, 
to sleep. But the other part is, is we've taken on um, at our store that we have on our farm in Sandy, we actually have a, like a bakery inside and we have a, that we sell local, you know, jams and salsas and, so anyway, so I'm the graveyard shift baker. So, so <laughs> along no with planting everything, oh. like I get to make all these pies all night long. And so typically like I go to bed around two in the morning and then wake up at seven, you know, so it's not necessarily the most sustainable hours and we're trying to figure that out. But it's so exciting. And that's why I think like I don't mind staying up till two because people truly support us and buy our products and get excited about seeing that, you know, fresh strawberry pies were made. And so I think it's a labor of love. And I, so it, the hours don't even seem, I know they say like the saying, like, it doesn't even seem like you're working if you enjoy it, you know, and that's kind of true. Farming is a lifestyle and owning a small business is a lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) So you just make it work. And, you know, I'm with my kids when they get out of school until, you know, eight o'clock and then I go to work and work that. And then Marty does the early morning shift and yeah. So we just make it work. And that's, what's fun about being an owner of your own business as you, you can be, you know, you, you, it's easy to let your business run your life, but because you love it so much, but it's also easy to be flexible. So when your kids need you, you know, you can go and pick them up from school. You can, Anyway, it's it, there's there's always pros and cons, but but so far we're making it work. Oddly, that's awesome. That's so great. At the Dalton household, we have a mantra that we don't live to work; we work to live. And you know, it, there's always work. There's always something else to do. But what I think is so fascinating about starting your own farm is that, and, and what you're doing is, is it's really creating this community and bringing people together. I think it's just so awesome. Yep. No, it's fun. I mean, it's just fun to see the all the little kids come out to see the baby goats. And, and that's, that's our goal. Our goal is to take life a little bit easier because we've been in the, you know, the rat race of crazy business and everything in the past. And, and it's just, gosh, we're, you know, to be able to let our kids go out and pick spinach or any kids, you know, and see them picking their own spinach and, and even adults that get to pull a carrot out of the ground. I mean, it's like the best thing ever for these people. And so anyway, so if we can facilitate that and change, you know, and maybe change a few people's, you know, ideals and, and give them that opportunity, then it's worth, it's worth the hours for sure. Marianne shares some advice for starting your very own garden in just a moment. Our family loves to go car camping. I don't know about you guys, but there is something that's just so fun about getting away from the world and getting reconnected with our family. We love Thermarest. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the brand, but they, over the last couple of years, have really innovated and are doing some really cool things with their product lines. They actually have sleeping bags, tents, and these absolutely amazing foam pillows that we've been using, and we just love them. We are using their six-man tent, and it is designed like so super smart, 
I think one of my favorite parts about it is it comes in this backpack so you can carry the tent if you're you know walking a little bit further to set up tent you can find the tent their sleeping pads and sleeping bags at thermarest.com and we're using the tranquility six person tent and that runs at 599.95 we've been using it and we absolutely love it it's great for our family and for all of our outdoor adventures We're back on the Go Adventure Mom podcast with Marianne Alston, and she is going to share some tips for starting your own garden. If somebody is new to gardening and would like to start their own garden, what advice would you give them? Well, I think, you know, especially in in just a regular, you know, house when when you're not trying to farm a million acres... Um, you, you know, a lot of people are doing the raised bed gardens, which are great because you start with really good soil. You'll get, you know, you'll get garden soil from the store or from, you know, Home Depot or wherever. And so that's a really good way to just get going and get your kids involved, but not take on too much because, you know, a lot of people get really stressed out because of weeds and, you know, and I like, I love raised beds because I just think it's something that people can get into and, and manage just a little piece of their time, you know, instead of taking up a ton of time. Um, but there's also a great organization called Wasatch Community Gardens, and they actually host garden sites where you can rent an actual a natural garden, a raised garden. And then they have classes that teach you how to, you know, have healthy soil. And so I think if you're really wanting to undertake that, I mean, I think dive right in, honestly. Like, don't be scared. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, your tomato doesn't doesn't do well. But one of my friends, his name's Hutch Akubo, and he's with Akubo Farms. And he's been one of the farmers here in Salt Lake for years. He's, he's I think, like 85. And he said, he's like, even the most seasoned farmer or grower has really only grown tomatoes 50 times. And it's true. Like you only get that one time a year to grow them. And so it's just every year you learn something new. And so I think, you know, as much as much studying as you want to do and everything, I think just go for it. Go buy some tomato plants, get some soil, plant them even in your, you know, flower bed. I have friends that turn their park strips into, into gardens. And so tomatoes will grow in dirt or carrots will grow in dirt. And so I just think go for it. Um, a, a pack of seeds costs $2.49 and that's for organic seeds. And so just plant those and see what happens, water them and don't get, don't be intimidated by it at all. You'll just learn, how, you know, just get going on it. But yeah, there are, there are organizations that do focus on helping smaller growers like Wasatch Community Gardens. Very cool. Well, thank you. It's it's definitely been a wealth of knowledge, and you've definitely planted some good seeds for us. As we, I think we all need that little push and that little bit of encouragement to try something new. And I think it's so fun to share your story with our listeners because you you can change your path. You can do things that are a little bit different and it will fulfill you and it will bring more joy to your life. And I, I, I love that about you and, and your family that you guys have, have taken this step and you're you're living your, your life. And I think you guys, even though it's hard work, I think you guys are really happy. Oh, absolutely. Yep. 100%. It's, it's I mean, it was a, it's definitely a leap of faith, but Truly, if you're passionate about something, I mean, there's nothing, nothing to stop you, especially if you do kind of keep that check and balance where you 
start out slow and then see where it goes. But the demand is definitely there for people to use their creative spirit to to go back to, you know, the simpler ways of things, but also just to provide people experiences. And so, and, you know, you can have experiences through amazing food items. You can have experiences through art, but at the same time, you do have to make money. And that's where, you know, we want to, with the farmer's markets, that's why we provide those so that people can make a living off of what they're passionate about. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a guest on our podcast today and we'll be sure to include ways that our listeners can connect with you in our show notes wonderful well thank you kathy thank you everyone for joining us we hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and that maybe you're a little bit inspired to go out and plant your garden or go toil the earth We are so excited that this podcast has kicked off and are so appreciative to all of the outpouring of love and support that we've received. Thank you so much. We'd love for you to leave a review and share what you think about this podcast. Be honest, we're we're new here and we're learning, so we want to continue to improve. We will see you guys next week. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.